Friends, fiends, rapscallions, I know what you all must be thinking every time an episode is released of Easily Irritated. I'm sure you're all thinking, God, Mike is my favorite comedian. I love his stand-up. I love his podcast. I love Mike McCowan. I just wish I could have a podcast myself. I wish that people would want to listen to me talk. I wish, you know, I'm passionate about JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. Maybe I should start a podcast on that. But who's going to listen? And then I'm creating all this work, all this effort to just shout into the void? No, that doesn't sound fun. But here's where you're wrong, my friends. There's a magical little platform called Anchor. And it's everything you need or anything you want to create a podcast. It's completely free and there's creation tools to make it easy and fun for you to be able to do it literally anywhere. You can do it from your phone. You can do it from your computer. You can hold up your phone like you're talking to a friend and you're actually reporting a podcast. And the audio is amazing. This is what I used when I first started my podcast and it is a great app. It's a great platform and the best thing about it is you upload your podcast, send it away, and Anchor will upload it for you onto all the streaming platforms, onto Spotify, onto Applecasts, anywhere that you can listen to podcasts, you'll be able to hear your podcast. I'll be able to li- you can send me your podcast and I'll listen to it. Anyway, you're probably still thinking, I don't know, I'm a little on the edge here. I'm a little on the fence. Because even if I do create a podcast, who's going to listen? I'm never going to make money off the podcast. Not like you do. But see, this is where you're also wrong, my little wolf pups. With Anchor, you don't have to have a minimum listenership. You don't have to reach 500 people. You could reach one dude in South Carolina that lives in his mom's basement and he never wears pants. He only wears tidy whities all the time and his mom brings him oatmeal when he's hungry and corn dogs because who doesn't love corn dogs? It doesn't matter if that guy is your one and only fan because with Anchor, you don't have to have a minimum listenership. You could have one guy, two guys, 500 guys, 1,000 guys. It doesn't matter. You'll still make money off your podcast by reading ads much like I'm doing now. There's no minimum listenership. That's what's great about Anchor. It's everything you need literally in one place to make a podcast. Now, listen closely and I'll tell you how to do it, all right? It's super complicated. You might want to take some notes. Step one, open up your smartphone or iPhone. Go to the App Store and type in anchor.fm. Click the download button and get your podcast started. It's that easy. All right, now enjoy the show. Sorry to take a little break. I know we just had an ad, but I really do need to tell you. I need to further... Instill my point. You know, we live in a time of some craziness, all right? There's some riots going on. There's a COVID-19 virus going on. There's all this talk about defunding the police department. I'm sure you want to give your opinions out there. Shout them out there. You know, get some following behind you. 
you know, up the morale a little bit in society in America. God knows we could all have a little content that would let us, you know, escape from all the awfulness in the world. Surely this podcast doesn't do it for you. So create your own, all right? When I was first trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. One being, am I going to have to upload my podcast to each platform individually? To Spotify, to Apple, to everywhere? Because that's, that's going to be super annoying and I don't want to do that. Well, that's when I heard about Anchor. It's a one-stop all you need to create a podcast. They upload, you upload it onto Anchor. Oh, here's my little podcast. I'm talking about riots and what flavor ice cream I like. I send it into Anchor. They upload it and they distribute it for me on Spotify, Apple, everywhere. You can listen to a podcast you will hear about Easily Irritated. It is that awesome. But here's another question I had. Will I ever make money? Like, Let's say I do develop a fan following. Will I make money? Will I be able to apply for sponsors? But here's what I didn't know is you don't even have to have a minimum listenership with Anchor. No. You can make money from your podcast right away. I don't, I wouldn't expect a lot of money, but you know, two cents from every listener, that adds up, you know? So, the answer to every one of these questions is simple. Anchor, all right? Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with the great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. Why have advertisers, oh, this is for hymns. If you're uh, losing your hair and your dick doesn't work, come here and use my code word. They're not going to match you up with randos like that, okay? They know your podcast. Advertisers, advertisers, advertisers know your demographic, all right? They know the message you're trying to get out, and they will match sponsors to you, to the content that you offer. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Now, all you have to do, it's, it's not complicated at all. First of all, open up the App Store on your smartphone or your iPhone, right? Type in anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash start. And... Uh, You'll get started, you'll make your podcast, you'll make money. Maybe you might even become Rogan legendary. The Joe Rogan experience might even fail to comparison of how massive your show is, mans, dudes, whoa, mans. Join the revolution of podcasting. Now, back to the show. Easily Irritated was not recorded in front of a live studio audience, but rather a captive audience of pop figurines and porcelain dolls. Cassie has a...
Good morrow. Welcome to the witching hour. Goblinites, wolf pups, it's your goblin king, Mike McCowan. Wayfair, let's talk about it. A lot of strange things going on. I gotta tell you, man, my mumsies, my mumsies, my mumsies said, hey, you looking for, you know, an entertainment center? Go on Wayfair. So that's what I did. I went on Wayfair. Didn't know about all the conspiracies going on, all right? And I just innocently, $195, that is a great, that's a great deal for an entertainment center, you know? Dinah Murphy Entertainment Center. What came in the mail, not furniture, all right? Came in the mail, small, short, thin, white girl with blue eyes, named Dinah Murphy. And I gotta tell you, she's the best little helper I ever had. So thank you, Wayfair, for making my life better. Now, now, apparently Wayfair is, uh, a lot of their, uh, what do you call it, their serial numbers, they match it up to, uh, actual missing persons serial numbers in Russia, mostly. And a few Hispanic people every now and then, uh, can you be Hispanic in Russia? Probably. Yeah, pretty sure. Anyways, so that's what's happening. A lot of their stocks are dropping. They're saying, no, no, no. Just because the names of our furniture and the serial numbers for our furniture match missing persons, we're not responsible for kidnapping and then trying to sell them to people. What do I think? <laughs> I think they could have covered their tracks better, you know? Who sold them out exactly? Was it Allison Mack? Was it? What? You're jealous of all the other Smallville people traveling to Comic-Con to Comic-Con while you brought in prison for four years? So now you sell out Wayfair? We should add to her sentence. How dare they snitch out Wayfair? How dare they snitch out Wayfair? All Wayfair did was try to supply people with good-priced furniture and some overpriced, actually, no, fair-priced children, all right? $13,000 for a child? That's a pretty good deal, all right? I mean, really. She, a lot of them are 16-year-olds. 16? And you're only charging me 13000 Sign me up, doggy! Sign me up! No, I don't actually support child trafficking or slavery that's wrong but it is question worthy you know did they know if uh idiots on the internet could figure it out and they didn't know about it that's a little sketchy to me no i think they knew i think they're doing big business with uh child slavery and stuff they, listen they're trying to improve people's lives all right now you have people brought down by the Me Too movement. They're even attacking lesbians now, man. Jessica, Jessica Kirsten saying that she 
she did a black voice in a character she did, and therefore she's pretty much blackface in it. And I gotta be honest with you, I thought Cleveland from Family Guy for the longest time was uh, voiced by a black guy. That particular, I understand, you know. There is a balance, you know. You can't have black people rally against a white guy pretending to be a black guy. Is that blackface? Kinda. Kinda is. Is the guy the voice is Cleveland? I don't know his name. I don't care to know. I know he's white. Is he voicing Cleveland? Blackface? I kind of think so. Just because in the dynamic of that show, it's all white people. So if he's supposed to be representing the black community, he's also a white guy. Isn't it kind of a mockery? I don't know. These are just questions, folks. But then you can get way too over on the other end of it, you know? Yeah, a straight guy can't play a trans person. But you know it's acting, right? Like live action, cartoons aside, like live action. Live action? I can't play a trans person? All right, then a trans person can't play a straight man. It's fucked up, right? When you say it the other way? Like, straight people, don't pretend to be trans people on television. Don't portray them. All right, fair. Hey, trans people, you're not allowed to portray straight people or cis people, you know, on television or movies or anywhere. Then it's fucked up. It's fucked up the either, either way, all right? Either way, it's some Hitler thinking, all right? Hitler thought that way. So everybody who uh, say, no, 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 this way or the highway, we already had one of those. And he destroyed a facial hairstyle for everybody till the end of time. And people who don that facial hair, we as society have questions about, you know? Eddie Murphy, did he do it ironically? You know? Or what was going on there? Michael Jordan was, the more we know about Michael too, he's very Hitler in the, in the brain, you know? Not in a bad way like Hitler was, you know, with exterminating Jews, but in the way that, you know, I think... I think Michael could kill a guy. I think MJ, Michael Jordan, I think he could kill a guy. If he justified in his mind and not feel bad about it at all. He had a competitive spirit, and I admire that about him. That documentary, it's a great documentary. So I've heard. Never watched it. You know, I'm a kid of the 90s, but I'm not a basketball fan, you know? I knew Michael Jordan was, of course. I had Michael Jack, my, my, uh, Michael Jordan, you know, action figures. I had Michael Jackson action figures too, and that would explain a lot. But whatevs, I need to work on my 
my tonality when I'm talking to people, because apparently I sound like I'm telling a secret. But that's because I'm afraid of being my full-blown crazy self in front of people. I try not to attract attention, you know? I try to keep under the radar. Especially since I have a record for not keeping under the radar. I'm not even talking about the DUI, you know? I'm not even talking about the marijuana DUI, no. I'm technically, technically a vigilante. I mean, that's what my record says anyway. The Juice Box Avenger. Or the Juice Box Kid in some circles. I personally like the latter because I'm a Wild West fan. That's why the beginning of this show starts in old western type, you know, whistling. Like, we're gonna do a gun drop! Let's do the five paces. I did a comedy Wild West show for a while. And uh, I was the lead man. I mean, as lead as you can get with a crazy accent like that. You know. His name was Dickie Quick Pistol. He did everything quick. I talk quick. I eat quick. I move quick. I make love quick, ladies. And that was fun. That was fun. It was like a live comedy Wild West shoot 'em up show. In inside though, I don't I don't I don't work outside. Not in Arizona, you know. It's too hot. It's 115 right now. My dog won't even walk outside. She's tiny. She's got a little bare feet. She doesn't like the dog shoes. Bother her feet. She's got tactile issues. But, you know, who am I to say? I'm just a known criminal and vigilante. Throw juice boxes at cops, that's what I'd do. That's actually the first day I met my best friend's now wife. Um, They were girlfriend and boyfriend at the time. You know, we were younger, we were kids. And uh, he was making fun of me, apparently. You know, we remember at different sites, but he's saying, I bet you can't... uh, Peg, you can't throw my uh, special needs sister's juice box to the other side. I was like, please, I'm a, I'm a secret athlete, all right? I've never had to do sports or work out, but I'm whimsical, you know? That's one thing I am. I'm, I'm, I'm spindly and I'm whimsical. So I took that juice box. I believe it was grape. Could have been apple. Do you remember there being a round red shape on it? And I threw it, you know, out the window to the other side. The problem is I'm weak. And I don't play sports. I was homeschooled. And turns out I'm not very good at physical activity. You know, I sleep most of the day. I do comedy at night podcasts before that but still in the realm of night it's six right now but it's still sun out so i consider that day and i consider myself a winner because i am i'm I'm a winner i threw that juice box and 
it kind of it would have gone, you know, the next land over. But a uh, white Malibu, white Chevy Malibu drove up, and it slid across that hood. The juice box hit that Chevy Malibu, white Chevy Malibu hood, and it slid across it. And then, as you would expect, all four doors opened of that Chevy Malibu. I was in the back seat. I was in the back, like, passenger right, right seat that minivan that he, my friend was driving. He's driving his mom's minivan. We were at a stoplight, going to make a left turn. His girlfriend was in the passenger seat, Andrea. Damn it. Maybe I shouldn't have said his, her name. Maybe I should edit that out. I'm not going to, but maybe I should. Anyway, then my friend Keith, whose name I'm also not going to edit out, was beside me. Wearing all, he was wearing all camouflaged. He looked a little redneck. Unironically, wears a Confederate flag hat. Listen, we judge him, but we're still friends with him because he's a cool guy. Anyways, he's, you know, four guys get out of the Chevy Malibu, pull out. They're all dressed in like gym garb, you know. Like uh, baggy shirts, baggy shorts, gym sh- like basketball shorts, and within their basketball shorts, they had tucked in uh, a Glock forty-five. So they each pulled out guns, surrounded the van, the minivan, and pointed guns at our heads, all of them through the window, and they started rocking the van and saying. Get out. They're talking to me, but they were just rocking the whole van. And they said, get out. Face us like a man. Get out and face us like a man or we're going to shoot everybody in this car. And I rolled down the window a little bit. Oh, no. That, no, that, that's right. We didn't, we didn't convey because I don't, I don't negotiate with terrorists. That's right. So they're rocking the van, pointing guns at our heads, banging the guns of against the window and I told Austin hey book it you know if we get pulled over we let them know that there was thugs about to shank us about to literally execute us in the middle of the street and they should be okay with it because a uh, cop's job is to serve and protect I know I was I was very wrong because Austin lurched forward, maybe a foot, in the van. And all of a sudden, this was in Arizona, by the way. Gilbert, Arizona, SWAT badge slams on and cracks the front windshield. He said, Gilbert, SWAT, pull over to the fucking side of the road, and if you fucking try to run, we'll fucking track you down and fucking put a bullet in your brain and everyone you love. Verbatim, that's what they said to me. I think about it almost daily. And so we pulled over to the side of the road, you know. We uh, let them know that there was a gun in the vehicle because we had gone shooting previously. And, uh... Probably should have mentioned this. It's 
pretty important part. Uh, we were headed to the the shitty Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie, and um, but I guess it never happened because Deadpool erased that timeline. But either way, we were headed to that shitty movie, and I'm a special effects. Uh, I'm a special effects makeup artist, trained and certified, and a master, if you will. And I sculpted my own Kyle Rayner. If you're a DC fan, you know who that is. It's the best goddamn Green Lantern there is. Cassie, jump up on the couch. Come here. Come here. Queen Cassie still needs permission to, uh, you know, walk up on the furniture. I think it's silly. She's the queen, and I'm the Goblin King. So she should have full reign. I agree. But either way, that's the way it is. She needs permission. From the king, as it should be. Anyway, I was wearing this Kyle Rayner Green Lantern costume. All right? It glowed in the dark. It was made of latex. It was sweet. I had a Green Lantern mask glued to my face. Glued to my face. With uh, prosthetic glue. So, you know, it's heavy duty shit you can't remove it unless you have the remover without peeling back some skin you know and not just the top layer like it'd go deep and uh so yeah there i was dressed as the green lantern there's a gun in the vehicle i'm beside a alleged racist redneck and my best friend's driving, dressed normal. He's friends with two idiots. Uh, two crazy people, for sure. And he's introducing his girlfriend of two years that he got back together with to his new pals. Yeah, I'm a great uh, first impressionist, you know? So the cops start illegally searching the car. Should I say allegedly? Probably, but it wasn't allegedly. They were illegally searching the car. They're stripping out all the all the insulations and stuff. Uh, they were also off duty, undercover SWAT officers. I don't know what that means, but it seems like that's a pretty heavy title for you not to fuck around. And here you are, harassing, you know, early 20s and teenagers. For what? Fun? Because of an accident happened? I should also mention that after the, like before the juice box was thrown, some car had honked at us. So I flipped him off. The car that drove up and the juice box thing, that was the same car. I flipped off the cops without realizing it. And then I threw a juice box at him, dressed as the Green Lantern. Kyle Rayner, to be precise. And so they had to call backup. And uh, the on, the, you know, the, their backup, they didn't see shit. 
Because the story that unraveled or that the cops told the backup that showed up that I had harassed them, kind of true, you know, accidentally. So that would be disorderly conduct. But then I assaulted them, not true, and claimed to be the juice box avenger of vigilante of justice. I have three witnesses to say that I didn't do any of those things. But here I am with that moniker, that alias, on my record for the rest of my life. So, uh, yeah. When I was being processed, too, I was like, hey, man, you... Like, I told you what happened. You're still gonna go with their story? They weren't on duty. You weren't even there. And he goes, yeah, it sucks. But that's what's going to happen. That's protocol. I was like, all right. Then $6,000 later and six months later, dealing with an attorney and courts and all that stuff, he finally dwindled it down. He, they tried to charge me with police. I think it was like police misconduct. No, it was a... Uh, Disorderly conduct, uh, two, which is like, it could be waving a gun around in public and shit. And then, uh, um, police assault or something like, um, not doing arrest or whatever. And then, um, like, yeah, it was like something like I was assaulting the police officers and I, they made an example. They wanted to make some kind of an example of me so hard that they uh, they only let me get off to a misdemeanor, to a littering fine. They tried to get me with that's it, littering, uh, disorderly conduct, and um, and like public harassment or something, and police resisting arrest and so they let me off with a $500 littering fine and two years of non-supervised probation and 16 weeks of anger management anger management like I have anger issues Come on, man. As long as you don't cut in front of me wearing short shorts out of a 7-Eleven, I'm cool. All right? I'm cool. So, yeah, the anger management didn't help because that was when I was 21, and I'm 30 now. And my anger management psychiatrist person at the time turned out to be my best friend's now wife's mother. So, that's been crazy. Now, I realize I'm not calm. I wish I was calm. I'm calm sometimes, but my thoughts, they're all chaotic, you know? It's like, I personally like states of chaos, calm, chaos, calm, sometimes calm within the chaos. And it takes a true master of chaos, a true goblin king, to really know what that means, all right? 
Like, what is calm within the kind within the within the chaos? Well, I'll tell you. That's when you have a a Google Home or an Amazon, and you tell that Amazon or the Google Home to uh, to play you some some music. You know. Actually, what I say, this is what I personally do. I'll turn on the Google Home to play a podcast. No, wait. It'll play music. I like metalcore a lot. But I also like folk music and blues music. So it's a shuffle of all kinds of music like that. So I'll play that on the Google Home. That'll be playing music. On my phone, with my earphones in, I'm listening to a podcast. On the television... I could be playing video games or watching a movie or a serious show. That's calm within the chaos, all right? I'm being soothed by the, pe- by, by the podcast within my earlobes. I'm being pumped up or saddened by the music. And I'm being visually stimulated, you know, by the television. That's the best of all worlds of technology combined, right? Talk about thoughts not being able to bleed through. My thoughts do, though. And I'm still able to think about things, just, you know, not in the same linear as all the other things going on. It's a calm within the chaos. It allows me to think, you know? But as you learn, that's goblin behavior. My house was broken into recently uh, by a person that has um, on and off stalked me for about six years since junior college. And uh got to tell you, I was sitting at my kitchen table. She walked in. At first it was a knock, you know. It was just a... And I was like... Are my neighbors complaining that I'm too loud? You know, I'm doing a podcast. How loud am I? Actually, I was mixing sounds together for the podcast, but it's pretty much the same thing. Anyway, this girl walks into my house. So my door was locked. It's like, what are you doing here? So I, I just wanted to see if you wanted to hang out. Okay, what are you doing in my house? And eventually she left, but I left my house unlocked, and I was paranoid about it. Turns out I was correct to be paranoid about it, but I didn't realize how strange it would actually be if she broke in again. And she walked in through my unlocked door when I wasn't home, went into my house, my small dog, still alive, you know? She didn't run away or anything. Apparently she's not a very good attack dog, but... What can you say for a papillion chihuahua? And uh, she went into my bathroom. Detail cleaned it. And then left and said nothing about it. I had to... I had to interrogate her via text message. I said, did you clean my bathroom and leave? I unblocked her. And then I had to wait for about... I don't know, five hours for those text messages to just roll on in. And then I was able to ask her, did you clean my bathroom, 
break into my house, clean my bathroom, and then leave? And if so, why? She said, because that's what good girlfriends do. Lady. All right. Whatever. I'm single, but, uh, so I don't know whose girlfriend you're referring to as, but uh, I've been single for about, since I've been 25, 20, 26. So that's a good four years of not, you know, having a girlfriend. Even dating, really. I've had no interest in it. You know, maybe that'll change when I'm successful and I have something to be proud of. But for now, Zs, it remains the same. My dog is my queen. Not in a sexual way, let's not be gross, but we like to cuddle. Anyway, thank you for listening to another episode of Easily Irritated. I'm your host, comedian Mike McCowan. Follow me on uh, Mike McCowan Comedy on Instagram. And uh, easily irritated on Instagram. That's the show's podcast. Uh, this this podcast Instagram. Anyway, I was gonna record the lost takes between me and Travis Clark, but you can't understand. It's like either I'm too quiet or he's too quiet, and I realize it's the speakerphone thing playing against us. But you know what? You deserve better entertainment quality than um than that. You know. Anyway, and I'll continue. I'll get my shit together, all right? We'll, we'll, we'll shoot for uh, Friday, Monday, Wednesday. Friday, Monday, Wednesday, I'll release an episode. It'll be at least, you know, 25 minutes long. And that's the best we can hope for in these crazy times. I would love to be considered calm, but I've asked a few of my friends if they could describe me in one word, what would it be? I've asked this to family members, I've asked this to friends, I've asked this to acquaintances and co-workers, even my boss, even my booker. They all say the same word, crazy. So for anybody in uh, 10 years to get offended by any shit I say, know that none of my family or my friends will be surprised by anything that happens to me. I'm an Arizona trash bag. Am I proud of it? No. I want to get out of the state. It's awful. It's an awful state. We're just... So many things going on with the cops. We'll talk about that the next episode. Why bum you out at the end, you know? Why bum you out at the end? I will end you with this, though. You know? As a side note, if you enjoy the show, you know, help spread the love, help spread the joy, help build the show just a little bit, you know? I noticed there's some numbers growing. It's going from a little baby podcast to a 
still a small podcast, but you know, there's other people now. So it's cool, Zs. Anyway, if you enjoy the show, tell a friend. Say, hey, buddy, listen to this buffoon. He's pretty cool. Anyway, thank you for listening. Love you all. Stay the point of stand up. It feels like a conversation, but you've actually put a lot of thought and creative writing in place for this. And he's like, yeah, I just do uh, improv stand-up. And I said, I don't think that's a thing. I think there's improv, and I think there's stand-up. Improv stand-up is just you bullshitting into a microphone with a crowd. He's like, yeah, sometimes it's not, it goes really bad. But sometimes there's two or three good jokes. Do you ever reuse those jokes? Nah. It's part of my process. Oh, cool. So you you like wasting your time. And you like wasting other people's time. Check, please. And I've never been back there since. You know? I feel the same way about open micers who go up there with uh, notepads. I'm just trying to work out shit, man. Dude, this is four minutes. You don't have four minutes worked out enough where you don't need a notepad. Like, at least treat it like a job a little bit, you know? If you want to make a living at it someday, like, treat it like a job just a little bit. At least, like, I grew up as an artist. I was raised as an artist, as a, as a professional sculptor before I even... I always wanted to do stand-up, but before I even got into stand-up, I was a trained sculptor, special effects makeup artist. And, uh, you know, that's uh, one thing artists have. They know where they're coming from, you know. They're not going to dick around. If they're at an art fair or showing off their art or anything like that, this is the time to uh, 